Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Well, for starters, I know you haven't been drinking no fucking water because you've been a dumbass nigga, and that's all right. We all make mistakes. But the time is among us. It is summertime. It's 80 degrees outside. It's 90 degrees outside. It's 95 degrees outside. And you're going to be dehydrated. And you're going to collapse in front of the bitches. We can't have this. All you got to do is put some water in your body and do the right thing. Secondarily, I need for you to rate, review, and subscribe to my program. If you haven't done so already... Yeah, he going out sad because how are you going to live with yourself knowing that you're not trying to help another black man prosper? If you're listening to me on Spotify, follow the page. If you're listening to me on Google Play, it's all love. If you're listening to me on SoundCloud, it's all love. But if you're listening to me on the Apple Podcast app, I need you to rate it. I need you to review it. I need you to subscribe. And if you give me a rating underneath five stars, I would have to believe you have hatred in your bloodstream. Last but not least, I need for you to email me so I can talk to you, so we can talk to each other, so we can build a community here. Goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. As of late, the emails have been pouring in. Please keep them coming. The more emails you send to me, the more content I have, and the more content you have subsequently, and we all will be contented up. You feel me? Now... Where do I even start? What have I been up to? Well, let's start with yesterday. I wasn't home for two days straight. You know what I'm saying? Monday, I'm sorry. Yeah, Monday and Sunday, I was occupied all day. I might have seen my house for a grand total of 25 minutes, all of Sunday and all of Monday. Now, here's where I have to use discretion because I can't tell you exactly what I was doing. I can't tell you where I was doing it at. I can't tell you why I was doing it. But I can tell you that I was doing it. And it took up a lot of time. But shout out to uh, Cherry Poppins. It was her birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, baby girl. It's I'm Cherry Poppins on Twitter and Instagram. I want to send a birthday shout out to Daja Bell as well. Um... That's a very close friend of mine. I mean, shout out to Dodge, Brooklyn stand up. And um, I can tell you about my Saturday, though. My Saturday was incredible. So. And this is going to go into a deeper topic in regards to quarantine ethics. I believe that we've moved past just wanting to be in complete isolation. I believe some of us have understood that we're weaker than others. And just being a recluse and just. Being away from people who you love for a long period of time just isn't going down, right? Take my aunt, for example. She has no reason to ever leave the house. Her husband is here. Her daughter is here. Her favorite nephew is here, which is me. And her other favorite nephew is here, which is my cousin, right? So as far as, like, friends and whatever have you, I mean, that can wait. But as far as, like, the foundation that she set with... Me, my cousin, my little cousin, her daughter, and her husband, 
All she has to do is just be on the phone and whatever have you. Me, I'm lonely as hell. I mean, I don't have my foundation here. I don't have my child here. I don't have my wife here. I'm not in a house that belongs to me. So at first, I was chilling, staying in the back in my room for months. And then I started to peep Instagram. I started to peep Twitter. And something became abundantly clear. It's not that you have to completely quarantine away from society. You just got to be around trustworthy people. Now, I can feel you screaming at me through the fucking uh, your car stereo there or maybe your work headphones. And like, hey, doofus, it's a fucking airborne disease. How are you going to trust people with an airborne disease and they don't even know it until they have it and people aren't even getting tested in la 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 Well, I'll combat you with this argument. The people who I was with and who I've been with have been operating, working from home. Uh, they take measures incredibly seriously. They all wear masks and gloves. And let's take uh, Dodge's birthday, for example. It was in tight quarters. And the only people that we were with were people that were hand chosen by Dodge, right? Our closest friends and associates. Um, a lot of which work from home. A lot of which are away from society. A lot of which have families of their own. So they can't even move carelessly because they too can kill people. So... Whenever I'm going out and about and I'm doing my thing, I say to myself, am I around a group of people who are trustworthy? Now, there's a, some of you that have been going to Atlanta, that's been going to wherever I have you, L.A., or even going to pop-ups in New York. And y'all are going to legitimate parties, legitimate pool parties in New Jersey and whatever have you. And you're putting everybody at risk. I'm not around those people. Those people can kill my family. Even if I don't die, I can pass this shit over to someone else and that shit is not groovy. However, being very selective in who you link with and it's kind of like, in a sense, doing a robbery or something illegal, trapping. You know what you're doing is wrong, but it's a very clear distinction of who you can get away with shit with and who you can't. Some people are just goofy and silly as hell. Like, oh, la, 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 la. this shit is a hoax. Oh, you don't need a mask. You don't need gloves. You don't need hand sanitizer. You don't got to wash your hands 10 times a day. For what? All oh, this shit is a government conspiracy. Fall, la, 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 la. Them niggas are fucking goofballs, man. Keep them niggas away from me. But people with sense, like, hey, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Do I trust your character? Do I believe that you contracted the Rona from happenstance? Or did you contract the Rona for being a silly ass nigga? And I feel like a bulk of us are discerning who we are around and who are not centered around the character of that person. And being a silly ass nigga can legitimately kill my aunt. And I can't have that. Let's go back to me summarizing my Saturday. It was dope. I was around a group of people that I trust. A group of people who I believe are not silly ass niggas. I got a little spiffy. You know what I'm saying? I had a good shirt on, good pants, good footwear. My hair was flourishing. I'm in this stage to where I look like 2017 Big Crit, and I don't know how I transformed to look like this man. But the reason why I'm hating on him low-key is because he's bearded, and I'm not. And I'm familiar that he's from Alabama, and I'm from Long Island, but my nigga, what the fuck do I got to do to get a beard out here, man?
at this point i'm just i'm just hating on everybody with beards and you know what's crazy instagram is trying to capitalize on my insecurities because i saw this shit called like a beard roller where it looked like you as opposed to like putting holes into like crop fertilizer i'm doing that for my face and the holes that are poking into my face is supposed to like open up my pores so the beard can go through said pores that i'm pretty much creating from scratch i see all kind of beard serums and beard oils and beard lotion and i'm like my nigga i'm tired of this man you understand because when i'm trying to lose weight i don't see anything in regards to like a dietary program when I was down and out and had no chicken and had no idea where my life was going and I was sad as hell and I was talking to you guys about how I was sad as hell, I saw no ways to make money. When I was talking about how I was heartbroken for my girl, I saw no remedies for me to get some bitches. But they see that I need a fucking beard and all of a sudden all the fucking advertisements cometh. I mean, Facebook and Instagram is not here for the people, but these are things that I need. Only because how am I going to promote my show if you guys don't know that I exist? And the only way to really showcase that you exist, unless you're a Hollywood actor, is if I'm on these very same apps that are here to kill us. And you know something else that I was doing throughout the weekend on a day that I won't reveal? I was watching A Thousand Words, right? I don't know if any of you guys seen this movie. It's a sneaky Eddie, Mur Eddie Murphy movie. And... I'm just not feeling like his movie choices because he's legitimately a legend and he should be in the pantheon of getting roles like Denzel Washington and Will Smith and Samuel L. Jackson. And I know that he derives from comedy, but there's no way in hell. I know he had his time, right? But our legends are our legends until they're not legendary anymore. And Eddie Murphy is that nigga. I did have my reservations about him doing stand-up. Because I believe if anybody takes a 35-year-old break from doing something, they're going to be terrible at it when they first get back. But as far as uh, screen acting and screen comedy and movies and television and shit like that, I believe that there are certain things that he's mastered, like mannerisms and facial expressions and vocal infliction, whatever have you. And I say all that to say that I'm watching A Thousand Words. It was on Netflix, right? Kerry Washington is in it. All kind of shit. And that movie is awful. That movie is a waste of time. But something was staggering to me. Eddie Murphy is 59 years old. Which means since that movie came out in 2012, you, movies usually take about a year to develop and uh, all that kind of shit and shoot. So let's say he started recording in 2011, right? What is that, 52? So he might have been either 51 or 52. This nigga was shredded. This nigga was in shape. This nigga had the six packing tin. All kind of fucking rips. And I'm like, yo. Is this CGI? How is this 51 year old nigga in better shape than me? And then something came over me. Because when I watched Dolomite. I didn't see Eddie Murphy with that same physique. Which made me also remember that the last time I saw them saw him in public with a woman, she was white. Eddie Murphy has casserole belly. Somebody close to Eddie Murphy has to save him from the casserole. 
because it's got my man out of shape. He fucking had his comeback. Coming to America has been pushed back, not because of Corona, but because of casserole. And if none of us are going to galvanize as a community to make this nigga snap out of it, we're going to lose him. We can't lose Eddie Murphy. He's one of the last legends we have left. And if we lose this man that's gotten to the to the brink and gotten to the highest standard of fame and acclaim and everything like that, if we lose him to white woman cooking, do we even care about him in the first place? I would say we didn't, but I don't know. It's up to you guys. Maybe I'm overreacting, but I'm just not with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Another thing that uh, I was thinking about, just thinking about comedy, is if I was a comedian, right? And if I had a uh, if I had a set to do, I would experiment with saying that I don't use condoms because they're not black owned. Now, just walk with me here. Say, for instance, I'm on a stage and I have my opener jokes just to feel the crowd, whatever. And I'm on some shit like, yeah, man, this climate is crazy. You know, R.I.P. Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and. You know, we're fighting racial injustice and we're fighting for black liberation. And because of this, it's starting to matriculate to other facets of life. Uh, black ownership is one thing. You know, I see a whole bunch of posts. I know you guys have got the text like, yo, we're not going to shop July 7th and don't celebrate July 4th. And tell far bags is up and running and all that kind of shit. Right. And I'm like, so, you know, I'm starting to implement this into my love life. So. Whenever I'm about to have consensual sex with a lady friend and she asks where the condoms are, I tell her I don't have any because they're not black owned. And if she doesn't give me any sex, she's not with the movement. Now, I don't know how loud of a laugh I would get from saying that. Maybe it will get mixed reviews, but I believe with a little bit of polish, if I was a stand up comedian, I think I could that can be like a good laugh that I can get. What do you guys think? Because I'm flirting around with this stand-up comedy shit for a little while. I'm like, yo, can I develop 10 minutes? And 10 minutes is hard as hell. Now, I mean, to have people stare at you. It's one I've done live podcasts, right? Now, it's one thing people listening to you and they just find you entertaining and you just so happen to be saying funny things. As opposed to people being in a club, a cellar, whatever have you, and they're staring at you and like, all right, nigga, make me emote a particular emotion. You know what I'm saying? Like, think of it, it was like the opposite way. What if there were, instead of comedians, there was like a profession that make people sad as hell? Like, you can come in there, you can feel neutral, you can be having actually a great day. And then there are people that are skilled in making you OD sad. Know what I mean? Like a sad Edian. Know what I mean? Or whatever. Let's go with a sad Edian. Niggas pay their money. They get the two drink minimum. And I'm like, all right, I want to be sad as hell. You have 10 minutes, nigga. How tough would that be? Because in the same way, the same thing that stand-up comedy has to go through. They have to make you laugh. Laughing is like an uncontrollable emotion. There's no, like, science to what you find funny. The fact that we even have, like, a physical reaction to something that our mind deems funny. It's just, like... I don't know if anybody's done a study on that shit, but that shit is very interesting to me. So for me to just stand there on the stage in a the microphone, look people dead in their face and be like, all right, 
I want to say things to make you guys physically react to the things that I'm saying. That's going to result in laughter and staggered breathing. Because that's all laughing is. Just staggered breathing and smiling. That shit is rough, son. But I believe me saying that me not having condoms because they're not black owned, I think I can get them. I think I can I can infuse that in my act. I don't know. What do you guys think? A few stand-up uh, comedians listen to me, so let me know what you think. Uh, also, there's been a whole bunch of versus talk as far as like Rick Ross and T.I. And I know I sp- spoke about it at nauseum, but there's a particular versus that I believe hasn't really been uh, pushed to the forefront. And I think it's time for New Yorkers to hit up Swiss Beats hit up Timbaland and do the Cameron versus Jim Jones I think it's time if you see it they have like if you look at like a discography I think Jim Jones has like more albums at this point but their uh, careers have uh, been side by side ever since the Dipset days of 2000 2001 I know Jim Jones was on his soldier ship when Cameron was releasing shit in the 90s that's really before he really broke into his own and became like the swagged out nigga that we came, that he became. This is like Baldy Cameron when this nigga was like a welder on his album cover and shit like that. I don't know what that shit was about. But if you listen to the Dipset albums, listen to Cameron's uh, solo albums, listen to Jim Jones's solo albums, you'd be surprised how fucking close that race is. Now, I did this competition with a friend of mine, and I believe I won because Jim Jones, similar like to the T.I. and Rick Ross argument, T.I. has a more extensive career. He has more songs that are good, but top 20? Jim Jones's top 20 is not fucking with Cameron's top 20, and you might think I'm crazy. Now, I'm speaking to a particular type of person here, the people that grew up on Dipset. And really revere Cameron and Jim Jones. Because they've released shit. They came out with another Diplomats album after that. Uh, Cam- uh, Cameron released. Um, what the fuck is that shit called? The, uh, the the project. The pamphlet. The program. His name Cameron released the program. Jim Jones has released El Capo. And before that. Um, what the fuck is that shit called? When uh, Never Did the Three Quarters. And all kind of shit. I'm terrible with album names, but what I will tell you is Jim Jones has been banned like four for four, his last four projects. And if you go into it, you might feel like, yo, Jim Jones might smoke camera. Not so fast. We did the work. You went extensively. Went to things they were featured on. Things they've created with one another. Things they created separately. Cameron's coming through with that dub. Don't believe me? Do a versus with a friend of yours. Somebody pick Cameron, somebody pick Jim Jones, and watch how Cameron is like. Watch how many screw faces that happens once you play Cameron, especially if Cameron goes second. Because you'll hit niggas with Purple City Burging by Jim Jones. You'll hit niggas with um, G's Up, Holes Down. You'll hit niggas with Ballin'. You'll hit niggas with Pop Champagne. Um, all kind of like top notch, pantheon level Jim Jones songs. Then you start playing Cameron, and you play Killer Cam, and you play Purple Haze, the song, not the album. And then you play Welcome to New York City. 
And then you play I Really Mean It. And I can keep going and going. And then you play Wit Wipes. And, like, it's, it would get out of hand. You know what I mean? Lord, you know with Jaheim. It, it, it gets nuts. So, yeah, man. One final thing I want to say to you guys, because I don't know if I've said this before, is buy some vitamins. Go to the vitamin shop, right? I want the same way I'm telling you guys to stay hydrated. It's the same way I want you guys to have your immune system intact. I know everybody's drinking and smoking and whether it's hookah, weed, cigars, whatever. But I'm going to tell you specific things that you need in your body. If you can go get that superfood shit to put into your smoothie, go buy that shit. If you're not a smoothie person, eat spinach, oranges, apples. You got to get the emergency, whether it's the tablets or it's the gummies. Get um zinc, vitamin B, and vitamin D. Implement that into your day-to-day. You know what I'm saying? If you have CMOS, that's incredible as well. Because if you get corona, you get corona, my nigga. All you got to do is wait the 14 days out. Hopefully you don't die. I don't want you to die. I want niggas to stay alive. So, if you get corona, you get corona. I wish you a speedy recovery. However, if you want to reduce your chances of getting corona, outside of wearing masks, outside of wearing gloves, outside of wearing those face shields, outside of staying within a six-foot proximity of people, your immune system is what separates people. Because at this point in time, corona has gotten through your nose. It's happened. You've been around it. You come in contact with it. Whether you went to the supermarket, whether you were ordering Grubhub or DoorDash, whether you had to take a flight somewhere, whether whatever have you, somebody, some way, somehow has put that shit into your lungs, my nigga. The stronger the immune system is, the less likely that it will materialize in your body. Now, I mean, you'll have a better chance of repelling it before it gets crazy. Now, I mean, same thing with the flu. People go 20 years without having the flu. Do you think because they never came across the flu in 20 years? You don't think they've grabbed a subway rail or been in the mall or fucking been in a park or something? You're going to come across somebody that got the cooties. But the immune systems is what saves niggas. So once again, zinc, vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin C, iron. I didn't say that before. Spinach, orange, apples. Get your body in the game. Introduce this shit into your body. Have your body be as um as refined as possible. Up your water intake, and let's stay corona free. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, and I'll speak to you guys soon.